This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 133. Hey everyone, welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm so excited today to be here to bring you this podcast, and I appreciate all you veterinary friends listening to me. So if you're here again, thank you for coming back. If you're new, welcome, welcome. Today, we are going to talk about blame and how blaming other people for our current situation is not always healthy and can really hold us back in our life. But before we get into that, I would like to ask you a favor, if you would. I'm trying to put together a podcast answering your questions about anything, veterinary medicine, anything life coaching, anything you want to know that you think I can help you with. So if you would be willing to help me put together that podcast, please send me an email jacapeldvm at gmail.com and give me your question, your comments, anything that you think you would like me to talk about on that podcast. If I can get some guests on that podcast, I am going to try to do that as well because I love it when I have guests on the podcast. So if you're willing to help me, send me an email. Any question you can think of, I will try to tackle. And just so you know, on my website, I do have a place where you can sign up for free coaching. So if it's something that you've been thinking about and you've been a little intimidated about looking into, you can spend a little time with me for free to see what it's all about and see if hiring a life coach is something that you want to do to help you progress in your life. So go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. You can sign up there for free coaching and also my Wednesday weekly words. If you just want to get an email every week, you can get an email from me in your inbox every Wednesday. So now that those commercials are done, let's get into this podcast on blame. The definition of blame is assigning responsibility for a fault or wrong. And we all know that, right? We know what blame means. I think what we don't always think about is what it does to us and for us. So on one level, blame can be very helpful, right? It can protect us from beating ourselves up in a bad situation. And as I was thinking about that statement, I thought about a client situation that I had a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, but anyway, I had a dog that I had taken a mass off of the side of the thigh, and it was a pretty good-sized mass, and at the time, it was a big active dog, and at the time, I told the client, look, if I remove this thing, it is going to be difficult to heal, so you are going to have to be on top of it. You're going to have to make the dog wear an e-collar. You're going to have to keep him very quiet. All the things you tell the clients, right, when you do something like this. Now, in this situation, I removed the mask. It was beautiful. I sewed the heck out of it because I knew that it was likely to pull apart if I didn't. And I did a great job. It was amazing. It looked beautiful and it didn't have a lot of tension on it, but it was in a really highly movable area. So I sent this dog home and a couple of days later, um, the guy sends me a picture and the whole middle of my incision is pulled apart. 
And so right away, I start thinking it's my fault, right? Oh, I didn't sew it enough. Should have never done the surgery. Should have sent it to the surgeon. You know, all these things. I start blaming myself. Well, then come to find out when I start talking to the client, I find out that, oh, I didn't keep the e-collar on him, doc. I can't do that. He didn't like it. He was banging around my house. He, I took off the e-collar and the dog's been licking at this incision. So then I go in, instead of blaming myself, I go into blame mode for him, right? He didn't do what I told him to do. He didn't keep the dog quiet. It's all his fault. He didn't make the dog wear the e-collar, blah, blah, blah. So on that level, me blaming him for the destruction of my beautiful surgery kind of got me off the hook, right? It allowed me to quit beating myself up about the situation and put the blame on this gentleman, right? That he didn't do what I told him to do. And in letting that go and letting go of the blame, I was able to relieve myself of all the guilt. So in that respect, blame can be helpful. If we can remove ourselves from the guilt, we can bring it to someone else. But many, many times, Blame keeps us stuck in a situation or a problem. It keeps us in problems and not solving problems. It keeps us thinking of many, many reasons why things are happening to us that don't involve taking care of ourselves and solving the problem so we can move forward. It's very past focused. Blame keeps you in the past and hanging on to stories from your past. Many of us blame people in our past for different things that happened to us, blame old bosses for the fact that we didn't learn something correctly, blaming our current boss for our lifestyle that we have right now, blaming our parents for some habit that we've created in our life for ourselves. So that blaming someone in the past keeps us in the past. I know I have stories from my past where I'm blaming other people, and when I start to do that, I realize that I have given those people in my past my power. I've given the past my power. And we all do this, right? We have these stories where someone else has wronged us. I have a big story about this, which I'll share with you. Some of us blame veterinary school that we have debt. And Blaming someone else for our debt keeps us stuck in that story that we're in debt. It prevents us from making a plan to pay off that debt. Some people blame their ex for their situation, their insecurities, their stories about their weight. If you have a spouse or an ex person in your life that used to call you fat, now that becomes your story, right? And so we blame that ex for the problems that we have. And some of us blame our parents for things that happened during our upbringing. And we hold on to that blame story that if our parents didn't do X, then we could do Y. And the danger to that blaming, the danger to that story, is that it keeps you from solving the problems that you have today. It keeps you from coming up with a solution and working on yourself to get over that. It keeps you in your past. It kind of makes you the victim. 
I have a victim story. I have a past focus story that I sometimes jump back to in my brain when things aren't going my way. I've had some employees that did some things behind my back, things that were deceitful and manipulative, and it went on for a long time. I'm a very trusting person, and so it's difficult for me to, to believe that people will be unethical and steal from me or whatever. And so I have caught employees doing things like this. And then when I find out about these things, I blame myself for not understanding what's going on and also blame them for some of the things that happened when they were in my employee. And so if I live in that space of blaming those people for the problems with my business or things that happened with other employees, then I will live in the past and stay there and not progress and learn from the things that those people taught me. Because when things happen in your past, good or bad, you can learn from them. There are many lessons. And so me staying in blame mode is not going to help me with the next employee that's deceitful or is doing something underhanded. If I just accept that this happened and it was for my own good so I could learn from it, then I can move forward and pay attention to the next employee so it doesn't happen again. So if you have a story about how you were wronged by a parent or a teacher or a family member, you will be stuck in this blame victim story. And it'll keep you in the past when the only thing that you can control is your present. Living in the past doesn't help you. Learning from the past does. So how can you tell if you're a blamer? How can you tell if you indulge in this kind of thinking frequently and whether or not it's holding you back. One way is that if you respond to a problem by telling the person that it's their fault, that they should have done something different, then you just might be a blaming type of person. If you routinely point fingers at your family members or your friends because of your current situation, then you might be a blaming person. When something bad happens in your practice, do you immediately start looking for someone else to blame it on? Or do you sit there and take stock of it and try to figure out exactly what happened without blame? If you're a fault finder, you might just be somebody that indulges in this kind of thinking. And then the real key here is, do you blame other people for the way you feel? Because our feelings, we know, come from our thoughts. And so if we are stuck in this blame thinking that we have to find fault with someone else in order to explain our current feelings, then we don't take responsibility for our present. And we don't retake responsibility for how we are going to work to create a better future. So if you have a story from your past about some, how someone wronged you or did something that hurt you in some way and you continue to indulge in that story, then that story becomes your story. That wrong becomes part of your present situation, right? And if you live in that blame, then you're going to stay in that past. My story about the teacher that told me I was not a good writer kept me from writing for years. So me blaming that teacher for telling me that story 
keeps me caught in my past. But if I can see that for what it is, it was just a point in time that this person said something and let go of that story and stop blaming that teacher for my current situation, then I can live in the present and move beyond that story. Doesn't mean I forget it. Doesn't mean that I still don't think that that teacher said something that may have damaged me in some way. But staying in the damage and accepting that as fact is where the blame causes the issue, right? If we can see it as a point in time and then get out of the blame, then we can move forward and think of it more as a lesson. So I said already that sometimes blame can help us, like my story with the e-collar, but many, many times it can hurt us. If you have a blame story or multiple, like many of us do, How do you know if it's hurting you? And how do you get over it? How do we correct this? So let's talk about that a little bit. The first step, I think, is just to develop awareness. Develop an awareness about the way your brain works. Because we all have that little primitive brain that kind of controls us, and it's in the background. We don't always notice it. I call it my little chihuahua brain, as you know. And sometimes we're just not aware of our own thoughts. We don't have a good grasp on our stories, our victim stories. And if we are unaware of our blame mentality, it will be difficult to fix, right? Because we think of it as a fact. This teacher damaged me because he told me I couldn't write. This client damaged me because they yelled at me. These stories are sometimes involuntary, and they can do a lot of damage to our present. They can spoil our self-confidence. They can keep us from stepping out of the box and doing something challenging or rewarding because we have this story. Being aware of it is the first step in correcting it. So one way to understand where the story is coming from is just to sit down and write down all your thoughts about the story of blame, right? Sit down and do a thought dump on a piece of paper or in your computer all the things that surround this story and why you have blame for another person in your life. Tell yourself the truth so you can become aware of these involuntary thoughts, part of this involuntary story that you have. So let's take the student loan debt thing, for example. I see this a lot in people's comments on social media that they're blaming the school, the veterinary profession, They're blaming someone else for their own student debt. Now, I understand that vet school is super expensive. They probably charge way more than they should. They're way too easy to give out money. I understand all the stories behind student loan debt. But my point is, if it's your debt and you signed the papers to take on this debt because you wanted to become a veterinarian, What good does it do to blame someone else for your current debt situation? It does you no good whatsoever. It keeps you in that victim mentality. The only way to get yourself out of debt is to work. Figure out a way to budget yourself to pay back that debt, right? So living in that victim mentality does not help you. And blaming someone for the situation that you're in does not help you get out of that situation. So getting to the truth is step number one. What are the thoughts? What is true? How am I blaming someone else for my current situation? Once you develop awareness about your story, then you can start to work on it. 
because that blame story is just your thoughts. And when we have thoughts that we create in our own brain, we have the capacity to change them. I'm not saying that it's easy. It's very, very difficult. But this is the work that we do when we coach. So once the awareness is created, then we need to start to forgive and move forward from the situation, taking one small step towards getting rid of blame. So if there's someone in your past that you're blaming for your current situation, like let's say one of my employees I'm blaming because I lost money because they stole from me, forgiving yourself for falling for that is step number one, right? First you're aware of it, then you forgive yourself. Because many times part of the blame turns back on us. I should have known better. I should have seen the signs. You know, we take this, we blame the person that wronged us, but then we also blame ourselves. And so blaming someone else is not useful. And then blaming yourself is not useful. The awareness helps, but the blame doesn't. And it might take days, it might take weeks, it might take months to forgive yourself for someone that wronged you in your past or some blame that you've been hanging on to. But getting to that place of forgiveness and understanding that you're human and all humans blame others for their problems is part of moving through it and around it, right? So that self-compassion is what we're trying to develop. And then out of that comes forgiveness for the person that wronged us. And this is really hard, right? If you've had someone that broke up with you, a past relationship, or cheated on you, or a boss that wronged you, those are really hard stories to give up. That blame of that other person, it's very, very difficult to forgive them, right? But forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. Forgiving someone from for doing you harm isn't letting them off the hook. It's more about freeing yourself from the story, freeing yourself from your past. It's like letting yourself out of this prison of blame. Rather than thinking of it as forgiving someone for what they've done to you in your past, because you're, you're really going to want to hold on to that blame story, right? Think of it more as having compassion for their faults as a human, and then having compassion for yourself so you can let go of the story. Because hanging on to blame is only keeping you stuck. That person has moved on, right? That person either doesn't even know they wronged you, or they know they wronged you and they don't care, or they did something that was to their benefit and they could care less about you. All the stories that you're holding yourself in are just hurting you. They're not hurting that other person. So if I hold on to blaming my client for not putting the e-collar on his dog and I ruminate on it and live through it over and over again and beat myself up for not doing something differently, then that just keeps me stuck, right? He doesn't care. He's not upset about the incision falling apart. He doesn't care that he didn't keep the e-collar on. He's moved on. His dog's lump is gone. It's healing fine. We're doing things to correct it. We're going to be okay, right? So me living there, blaming him, doesn't serve me. doesn't really matter because he's already moved on. And all these people in our past that have wronged us have moved on. My teacher that told me I couldn't write in junior high has no inkling that that ever happened. I'm the only one that knows. 
he probably said that to a million kids. There's probably a lot of kids out there that were damaged by that or not, but it really doesn't matter. The only person that matters is me and my story moving forward. So letting go of that blame helps me to move on. So we've talked a little bit about how blaming does something for us. It relieves us of our feelings, of actually owning our own feelings. If we can blame somebody else for our negative emotion, we can get away from it. The feeling of blaming someone else for your sadness feels a lot different than feeling your sadness. There might be anger behind the blame. There might be other emotions. But blaming someone else for the actual underlying feeling helps relieve you of feeling that feeling. Does that make sense? It conceals the real truth. So you're replacing your feelings of blame and anger at a client, say, or a parent, than actually acknowledging the feelings that you're feeling now. So blaming someone else is kind of like abandoning your own feelings. If you have a self-esteem problem and you can blame it on your parents, then it is no longer your self-esteem problem, right? You're offloading those feelings onto your parents. If you have relationship issues and you blame that on a past spouse or a past relationship, then you no longer are responsible for your relationship problems now. So if someone else is to blame, it allows you to avoid looking at yourself and doing your own self-work. And on one level, it allows you to protect your self-image, but it also keeps you trapped in the story. And if you have the story, then you can't move beyond it. This blaming is kind of like a strategy. It keeps you from making changes in your current situation. It keeps you from setting goals. It keeps you from self-work. It keeps you from moving forward because moving forward is scary. It's hard to step out of your comfort zone. And so if you can hang on to these blaming victim stories, then you can stay put and safe, right? You'll stay in your current situation. But if you want to have a bigger life, if you want to do things that scare you, if you want to step out of your comfort zone, you have to let go of some of these past blaming stories or these victim stories. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about paying attention and starting to notice these blaming thoughts. That's a good first step, either by writing them down or just sitting there thinking and trying to figure out what kind of blame stories you have. So being conscious of it and mindful. And then set an intention or make a decision to stop being a blamer. So think about what you want to change. What do you hope to change? What would be better in your life if you could stop blaming someone else for the things that are happening now? If you could be free from being angry about your past, if you could be free of blaming your parents for what's going on, if you could stop blaming vet school for your student loan debt, what would that look like in your life and how would that release you? And how then would you be able to solve some of these problems for yourself? It will take away some anger. It will relieve that rumination that you're constantly doing. And you can make a conscious decision to start the work that it will take to get out of blame. So if you make the resolve that you, that you are going to change the blame game for yourself, 
it'll be a process, right? It's going to take some time. You are going to have to start catching yourself when you start to think blame thoughts. And that's good, right? When you start to notice that you like to go to blame, start from there. And start to think about what feeling are you trying to avoid by blaming someone else. So I have anger about the fact that my client doesn't put the e-collar on his dog, so I blame him for my anger. Rather than just saying, okay, I'm angry because he didn't follow my instructions, and I can feel a little bit of blame, but then if I stay in blame, it keeps me in anger. So if I can just acknowledge my anger and feel it in the moment and be like, you know, that really pisses me off that this guy doesn't put the e-collar on, and now we have this mess to clean up, I can feel the anger. And then it doesn't own me. I don't stay there. I just feel it, acknowledge it, and then move on and say, okay, well, here's where we are. It doesn't help me to keep blaming this guy. I just have to say, this is reality. Clients don't listen and laugh about it, feel my anger, and then I can move forward to solution mode. So if there's these hard feelings that you don't want to feel, like you don't like anger or you don't like feeling uncomfortable about writing per se, that uncomfortable feeling that I feel when I start to write, rather than going to blaming my junior high teacher, I need to say, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable because I, I'm afraid of writing. And just feeling that uncomfortable feeling allows me to own it and then move through it. Okay, what are some other ways that you can get out of this blaming? When you're in a situation where you feel that brain going to blame, there are some things that you can ask yourself. One of them would be, what am I unwilling to accept in this situation? What am I trying to avoid as far as my feelings? And what can I take responsibility for in this particular situation? Is there something that I can do or say that will allow me to be responsible and not blame another person? What action can I take in this moment to commit to the situation and the solving of the problem without blaming myself? How can I address this situation taking out blame? So let's do a little example here. This one I hear a lot from my coaching clients. The front desk doesn't schedule me correctly. Now, this is a great situation for blame, right? Because when our schedule gets off kilter, the first thing we do is we run to the books and we look to see what the receptionist scheduled for us, right? Who did they squeeze in? Who did they not give enough time to? You know, at my practice, it's 20 minutes for vaccines, 40 minutes for sick appointments. So when our schedule gets out of whack, the first thing we want to do is blame the receptionist. And so we run to the book, we look at it. Oh, here's one that they only scheduled 20 minutes and it had an ear infection. And so that's the situation. So if I ask myself a couple of questions, okay, what can I be responsible for right now? Blaming the receptionist is not going to help me move forward in my schedule, right? I can be responsible for not taking the time to go look at the books and try to blame someone. That's my responsibility trying to find the fault, trying to find the situ- why the situation is going the way it is, isn't useful. So I can take responsibility for that. I can also take responsibility for my feelings because that anger that I'm feeling because I'm behind and I want to blame someone else is keeping me stuck in anger, 
when really the energy that I need to create is a sense of urgency or a sense of calm, right? If I remain calm, I can take care of my clients properly. If I get all jazzed up and stressed out and worried, it slows me down. And then I start to find someone to blame and who did this and and I spend time talking about it and bitching about it and, you know, creating this negative energy in my practice because we're behind, quote unquote. So I can take some responsibility and I can be willing to feel the feeling of being behind. It's uncomfortable, right? But if I just say, okay, you're behind, there's nothing you can do about it, just keep moving and eventually you will catch up, then I can move forward. So I can take some action to commit myself to the situation and solving it. If I remain calm and I just keep working, the clients will get seen. And if they're complaining, then they're complaining. Blaming them for being upset, for having to wait is not useful. Letting them wait and just letting it roll is useful. So the victim thinking, the anger thinking, the blame thinking, will not help in that situation. So that's how we can start thinking about things differently to move forward. Now, it doesn't mean that if your receptionists are chronically scheduling you too much or your practice is continually having these kind of problems that you can't address them and work on them. What kind of solutions can we come up with for this situation? But the blaming in the moment in your head doesn't help anyone. And sometimes you'll do it out loud and you'll damage other people by throwing stones at them when sometimes it isn't their fault. Sometimes the clients are showing up late and we're blaming the receptionist, right? Sometimes, you know, and then we blame the client, which in a way is fine because it resolves us of the responsibility of moving too slowly, but it also keeps us in anger mode around the clients. Okay, so let's sum all this up, okay? Because I don't want you to go out there and blame yourself for being a blamer because that's not useful. We have to realize that this is something we all do. We all have that capacity to blame because it protects us, right? It can protect us from blaming ourselves. It protects us from our feelings. So realizing that we all do it, but it also is very destructive and we want to work on it. And I think of it as my work. We want to try to fix it. No human is perfect. So blaming someone else for our current situation Although it insulates us and keeps us from experiencing our reality is not useful. So understand it, acknowledge it, explore your blame thinking, focus on the things that you can control and the reality of what's going on in the present moment. Realize that we all have these stories from our past that come from blame. Make the hard commitment that you will no longer live in blame. And then vow to do some work on yourself. Coach yourself, get a coach, make that hard choice to change. And many of us don't like change, but it is so freeing. If you spend your time and energy focused on your past and blaming others, then you're missing out on your present. You're missing out on the beauty of what could be. Okay, so let me give you a couple of quotes to finish up here because you know I like quotes. One is from Anthony J. D'Angelo, and it says, if you have time to whine and complain, then you have time to do something about it. And that whining and complaining is part of the blame thing, right? Another good quote that I found 
is from Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he said, all blame is a waste of time. No matter how much fault you find with another, and regardless of how much you blame him, it will not change you. And then one more from George Bernard Shaw. We are made wise, not by the recollection of our past, but by the responsibility for our future. Okay, so my challenge for you this week, my friends, is to work on your blame. Think about it, where it comes up for you, what stories from your past involve blame, and start to work on them. And then take some power back and let go of the blame. And as always, if you need help, if you're stuck, if there's some big story that you can't let go of, reach out for help. I'm here to help you in any way that I can. Go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I'd be glad to help you start. It's all about creating a better life for yourself and creating the future that you want. Have a beautiful, amazing week. Bye.